Welcome to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. It's a joy to have you with us today. Pastor Ed leads Fellowship Church in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. In today's message, Pastor Ed Young addresses a topic designed for those who've wrestled with thoughts of quitting. Delving into the narrative of Noah and the flood, we uncover the powerful lesson that perseverance leads to breakthroughs. Join us on this journey as we explore how enduring challenges can result in significant breakthroughs. This program is just a glimpse of what Pastor Ed has to offer. From global missions to his latest inspirational books and daily devotionals, there's something for everyone. You can find all of this and more at edyoung.com. And here's an exclusive offer for our listeners today. Download a free chapter of Pastor Ed and Lisa's newest book, A Path Through Pain, at edyoung.com. With refreshing vulnerability and power, A Path Through Pain shares their family's journey from sorrow and anger to hope and healing after the tragic and sudden loss of their daughter. As they share their incredible perspective, they will inspire and equip you to believe that there is purpose in your pain, even if you can't see that purpose yet. Now, let's get into today's message called Noah and the Flood. Welcome to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. I quit. I'm done. I've had enough. I'm sick and tired of what's going on. I'm gonna go somewhere else. Those phrases sound pretty familiar to us all, do they not? We live in a culture of the quit. It's like we, we love quitting things. On top of that, we applaud the quit. From month to month apartment leases to free agency in athletics to prenuptial agreements to that fine print. Scores and scores of people change jobs and change cities and change spouses and friends. We love just to mail it in. We love to, to quit. God though, that's right, wants to kill the quit in our lives. Think about that for a second. God wants to kill the quit. He wants you and me to be people of, here's the, here's the key word, endurance. What does it mean to have endurance? Endurance is literally crashing through quitting points. It's breaking down barriers. It's the God-given ability to just Hang in there. Endurance is who God is. Have you ever thought about, just for a second, the endurance of God, the patience of God, the perseverance of, of God, the commitment of God? God has gone on record. He's played his hand, and he's told us that he wants us to be people of endurance. So he couldn't stand the thought of men and women who matter to him not living in endurance. So... God works and moves covertly and overtly to, to do an inside job to turn you and me into people of endurance, to, to work from the inside out. When I think about endurance, 
I'm not talking about just the kind of endurance that we can muster up to run a marathon or a triathlon, the CrossFit games, or you know the, the popular phrase is, I'm just gonna grind it out. I'm not talking about that. And that, that's good, that's a part of endurance to learn how to improve your endurance quotient in that manner, you can go to an Anthony Robbins seminar or listen to Oprah or, or read some works from some glassy-eyed guru. I mean, in essence, that's just kind of pablum. What I'm talking about is the power of God. I'm, I'm talking about true biblical endurance because that's truly endurance on a whole nother level. That's what we're going to talk about today. And I'm going to present to you a character in the Bible. You've read about him already. And he's like the poster child of endurance. In fact, if you Google endurance, his picture will probably come up. I'm talking about Noah. Noah was a guy who really exemplified endurance. Noah <laughs> was five hundred years old. Drop the mic. <laughs> he didn't go through a mid-millennium crisis, buy a Ferrari or get a facelift or pick up some trophy wife. No, no, he, he lived the life. He, he did something unique. Now, now, Ed, wait a minute. Are you, are you saying 500 years? The dude was 500 years old? Yes. And you believe that? Yes. He's only 10 generations away from Adam, the first man. Adam was made to live forever. Yet because of sin, and we're gonna talk about that in a second, man began to deteriorate. Yet in the time of Noah, he hadn't deteriorated as much as we deteriorate. And biologists will tell us we're made to live a lot longer. So yeah, he was 500 years old. Can you imagine the spectacular sinning going on when people lived hundreds and hundreds of years. You think we're wheels off now. Put three or 400 years on us. Whoa! And Noah was not a perfect guy. He was the first guy to get blackout drunk. Did you know that? He wasn't perfect. That's what I love about scripture. The fact that it shows the good, the bad, and the, and the struggles, the, the ugly that we all have. There was some spectacular sinning going on. The culture was crazy. It was so bad, God wanted to wipe out the culture. That's how bad it was during, during Noah's time. And that's pretty bad. The Bible says that God was sorry he made man. And this word means that it broke his heart that men had not walked through the door and were following him. That's the tenor and tone. And it also says that men were so perverted, they were thinking up ways to sin. We, we see this grid in scripture and we'll see it throughout the Old and New Testament. You got sin, what is sin? The word is hamartia in the original language. It means missing the mark. Then you have sorrow, sin, sorrow, suffering. So I have my choices, I can choose my choices, but I don't choose the consequences. For example, you sleep in the wrong bed, you're gonna feel sorrow, and then you're going to suffer. You lie in the business world, and your, 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 your lies you know, finally come to the light, 
sin, sorrow, suffering. You have those outbursts of anger, you name call sin, sorrow, and suffering. You're online and you visit those uh, porn websites or porn apps, sin, sorrow, and suffering. It happens every time, sin, sorrow, suffering. And we can all go, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've uh, been there. So God wants to play wipeout because everything was so bad. Kind of reminds me of our culture, doesn't it? But, but here comes Noah, 500 years old, and God, although he wants to wipe everybody out, sees Noah and his family. So let's just take our our Bibles and, and turn to Genesis chapter six, verses seven through verse eight. And I want to give you just some qualities, some godly qualities of endurance. I want to teach you from the life of Noah how to kill the quit. The first thing I want you to notice, and you'll see it in this text, is the soul, the soul of Noah. Noah made a soulish decision. There was a hole in his soul, and his soul became whole as he got to know the Lord. The Bible says this, the Lord said, I will blot out man whom I've created from the face of the land, from man to animals, to creeping things, and to birds of the sky, for I'm sorry that I've made them. At this point, highlight your Bible. The Bible could have easily ended. God could have said, I quit. I'm done, I'm tired of it, but that's not God. I said, God is a God of endurance and a God of patience. Don't think that we're saved or they were saved one way in the Old Testament and another way in the New Testament. To understand the doctrine of salvation, you have to understand three prepositions, by, through, and for. Let me direct your attention to Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. For by grace, by grace, by grace, you've been saved through faith, through faith. It's a faith thing, through faith. And that not of yourselves, it's the gift of God. Not as a result of works, so that no one may boast, for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for, there's the third preposition, good works which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. Noah was saved by grace. He was saved by grace through faith. So the first thing to really ramp up your endurance, and it's, it's, it's a God thing. It's a soulish decision. Have you made that grace reception? When we accept Jesus into our lives, we accept him as our Savior and Lord. We're saved. And that really plays out when we clock out of here, when our ticket is punched, we're saved. We go to heaven. We though, if we're truly saved, we though make Jesus Lord of our lives. Did you hear me? Lord of our lives. In other words, 
If he's not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. That's why most people who think they're Christians, quite frankly, aren't. You're listening to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. We're halfway through today's incredible message, and we hope it's been an inspirational part of your day. As we pause for a moment, we want to thank you for joining us and for your continued support. This ministry, focused on sharing the gospel, is possible because of listeners like you. As a token of our gratitude for supporting The Creative Connection, we have a special gift for you. We'd love to send you a complimentary copy of Pastor Ed and Lisa Young's newest book, A Path Through Pain. This is a powerful book they wrote after the sudden death of their oldest daughter, Lee Beth. They share profound truth that even in the darkest moments, pain and joy can coexist. To receive your free copy, visit edyoung.com. It's our way of saying thanks for your gift to help take the hope of Jesus to people around the world. And if today's message has touched your heart, consider supporting us. Your contributions, no matter the size, help us continue spreading God's word and bring hope to many. Visit edyoung.com to learn how you can make a difference. Now, let's continue with today's message. You're listening to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. So God simply works out what he has worked in. We're saved by grace through faith. It's a soulish decision. Sometimes it'll be like a major sea change. Other times it's like, wow, I prayed that prayer. Remember though, it's a decision followed by a process. Notice the second thing, his status, Noah's status. The Bible calls him a righteous man. You know, when we become followers of Christ, the righteousness of Jesus is imputed into our lives. So when God looks at us, he sees Jesus. Noah lived a blameless life, and I love this, in his time. This guy did the stuff for 500 years, man. In his time. You wanna talk about grinding it out? You wanna talk about killing the quit? You wanna talk about commitment? He had it going on. And notice too, not only the status, but also look at the steps he was taking. He was walking in sync with the Savior. The Bible says in Genesis chapter six, verse nine, he walked with God faithfully. What a great word about Noah's life. He walked with God. So are you in step with God? Also too, so we see the soul, the status, the step, and then notice also too, to ramp up this endurance quotient from the life of Noah, look at the statement he made in his life. His statement was a statement of obedience. Genesis chapter six, verse 12. Now, now this is crazy. God said, to Noah, and again, he didn't have scripture. Okay, so the boy did not have anywhere near the stuff we have to go on. Make for yourself an ark. He'd never seen a boat before. I mean, you couldn't YouTube this. I'll just DIY it, you know, I can YouTube how to build an ark. Build. Build it, God said. And I love this in Genesis chapter six, verse 22. 
Noah did everything just as God commanded him. The guy was 500 years old. And he started building this boat about the length of a couple of football fields. What a visual God had put in the midst of a perverted generation. Noah and his family were the only righteous ones. And God showing his endurance. But one day, see, his endurance runs out. He built this boat. Whoa! I mean, he was like, what? Noah was like 500 clicks, military term, away from the ocean. He'd never seen rain before. I mean, there was a mist that sort of enveloped the earth. It kept a lot of the harmful stuff that we have today from people. That's another reason why they live to be so long. And, and again, some more scientific data and archeological data and historical data, about 80% of all ancient civilizations tell of a flood story, a boat, and a family being rescued. So do I believe this? Yes. So the first flood, the flood of evil. The second flood is the flood that God is going to send. Exhibit A, God saying, here is the symbol. My man Noah is building a boat. Giving people opportunity to get right. Giving people opportunity to repent. Giving people opportunity to make that soulish decision. So we see his endurance. Now, let's segue into some practical stuff. I mean, this has been practical, but how right now, Ed? I mean, great, great. I understand some of the, the assets and some of the, some of the payoffs of, of endurance, but, but, but what can I do now? We'll take your Bibles and turn to the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 12. The first thing I would tell you to do from Hebrews chapter 12, get your head in the clouds. The Bible says we have a great cloud of witnesses, you'll see it on view of verse, who are cheering us on, the matriarchs and patriarchs. Is that awesome? You have a standing ovation, so do I, that never sits down. Let us also lay aside every encumbrance, that's the sin, and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with, up, oh, up, oh, there's the word, I can't believe this. What's that word? I can't hear you. Online, say it, endurance, the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. Last thing, and then we're out of here. Step aboard the ark. Jesus said, John 10, 9, I am the door. Jesus said in John 14, 6, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. The ark. What's this message about? Endurance? Mm, yeah, sort of. It's about something else. Jesus. What? Yeah, Jesus. First flood, evil. Second flood, water. God gave him 120 years. No one repented. Only Noah and his family were spared in the ark. It's about Jesus. The ark was made of gopher wood or cypress, the way we would connect with it. Wood 
is a symbol of mankind. The wood was cut down. Noah cut it down to make the ark. A piece of wood was cut down and made into a cross, wasn't it? Jesus died on the cross for our sins. He is our flotation device. The ark was covered with pitch. The word pitch is used 70 times in the Old Testament. It's the word kathar. It means atonement. We're covered on the outside and inside by the blood of Jesus. The ark was not shaped like some cruise ship. It looked like a coffin. Jesus died on the cross for our sins and we have to die to self as we enter the ark. It only had one window in it and the window was way up high. You could only look up, fixing our eyes on Jesus. One door in the ark. God controlled the door. Noah didn't worry about the animals. He went like, oh, how will I round up all the animals? I don't know about the animals. God said, you walk in, because he invited them in. I'll take care of the rest. God opened the door. Noah and his family walked in the ark. One door. Then the door was shut. Which side of the door are you on? Right now, the door is open. God's inviting you to have a soulish conversation with him. Now is your opportunity. But how long? I mean, how long are you going to test the patience and the endurance of God? It's up to you. Let's pray. Lord God, I want to pray a prayer, and this is not my prayer. This is a prayer that I believe many people need to pray. Right now, if you want to make this decision, this soulish decision that Noah made and that I made years ago, just say this prayer with me. It's a high octane, a major horsepower prayer. Just say, God, I admit to you that I'm a sinner. I have experienced, Lord, on a first-hand basis, the, the sin and sorrow and suffering. I turn from my sin and I turn to you, Jesus. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to come into my life. Because Jesus said in Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If you open the door, he said, I'll come in. So say, Jesus, I open the door of my life to you. Forgive me. Cleanse me. Hey, if you prayed that prayer, a sea change took place in your life. Your guilt for God's grace, your sin for the Savior 
and Lord Jesus. Lord, help me to discover your plan as you walk and as I walk with you and talk with you. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being with us today on The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. We hope this message has empowered you to stand firm in your faith and to shepherd your family with wisdom and courage. Your role is pivotal in nurturing a God-honoring environment, and it's our prayer that you would feel supported and equipped in this journey. Your support is so important in helping us share the gospel of Jesus with a hurting world. As a token of our gratitude, we're offering you a free copy of A Path Through Pain by Pastor Ed and Lisa Young. Visit edyoung.com to claim your book and learn more about how you can support Ed Young Ministries. Stay connected with us at edyoung.com for more great content and ways for you to be part of what God is doing through the Creative Connection. Thanks for listening. Until next time, God bless.